Klan, arguing that, quote, Negroes did not play enough to warrant building a separate golf course. After two years of frustration, Tup Holmes, along with his brother and father, filed a petition in U.S. District Court requesting an injunction preventing Atlanta from discrimination at its public courses. It was filed in 1953, and then in 54, the court said that the city of Atlanta would be able to keep separate but equal courses or be able to have certain days where African Americans could go and play golf on the public courses. But opposition to the idea that separate could be equal was growing everywhere, including Atlanta. The NAACP offered its resources, and future Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall joined the Holmes legal team as lead attorney. But a series of appeals failed to provide the remedies Holmes was looking for. So they decided to continue to pursue the court case, and it eventually went to the Supreme Court of the United States. On November 7, 1955, the Supreme Court sent the case back to district court with strongly worded instructions to end segregation. Again, Caesar Mitchell. It was not only great for Atlantans, it was great for Georgians, because I think it really made the point that separate but equal was not sufficient and was not the future. On December 24, 1955, Tup Holmes exercised his hard-won right carefully. My dad wanted to make sure that my mom and my granddad were protected. There was this kind of underlying notion that they were going to meet violence. And so to avoid a violent conflict, my dad, uncle, and Charles Bell decided to go to North Fulton to avoid the possibility that there would be people waiting on them at Bobby Jones to inflict harm. And I think that they were smart to do that. And right after that, some other African-American golfers came out on Christmas Day and then days after and continued to play golf on the city courses. According to Michael, the Holmes versus Atlanta Supreme Court case not only opened up hundreds of Atlanta parks, it served as precedent in dozens of other desegregation cases. Some consider it to be as important as the landmark Brown versus Board of Education Supreme Court case of 1954. Tup Holmes died of cancer in 1967. He was only 50 years old. Tup's accomplishments on the course and in the courts went largely unnoticed for years. But on August 20, 1983, Atlanta Mayor Andrew Young rededicated Adams Park Golf Course and renamed it the Alfred Tup Holmes Memorial Golf Course. His son Michael was there. All of my brothers and sisters and my mother were alive at that point in time, and we were at the golf course on that day that it was dedicated. I cried you know, because someone had finally recognized the impact that my family had had on the city of Atlanta and on generations of African Americans. Hamilton Holmes Jr. and Atlanta City Council President Cesar Mitchell play the Tup Holmes course from time to time. Michael Holmes doesn't golf, but he still visits. All agree that the upkeep there needs improvement. But they also agree that a challenging public golf course welcoming everybody is a fitting tribute to Tup Holmes and a reminder to younger generations. On November 7, 2015, the 60th anniversary of the Supreme Court's reversal, a dedication ceremony was held at the Bobby Jones Golf Course for an exhibit honoring Tup Holmes. In attendance was the great-granddaughter of Charles Bell, 
one of the golfers who tried to play there in 1951, but was turned away. And she asked, who was that man that they were talking about? And why were they talking about that man? She was maybe three, four years old. And her dad said something that stuck with me. He said that he was talking about you. That story came from Only a Game's Gary Wallach. It first aired in July of 2017. The piece longtime host Bill Littlefield has most often mentioned as the one he'd like to hear again is a story that he believed we never could air again. And that's because so much has changed since 2003, when 